This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Morning, gentlemen. We well? Morning, Eric. Very well. Not bad, thank you. Good, good, good. Yourself? Well, yes, very good, thank you. Yes, and what a magnificent result for Dundee United. I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there, Jim. Best result of the season? Oh, I think so, Eric. I mean, by a, by a country mile. Um, for, for two reasons. One, you know, three goals. Um, and secondly, against a team who, you know, uh, who have been running riot, who've been doing brilliantly in Livingston, who've looked sometimes, you know, as though they were unstoppable for, for those certainly below them and given those above them a half time. Uh, and of course, had they won, instead of a five-point gap, would have created an eight-point gap between them and United. So I think undoubtedly, best result of the season by a country mile for United. And possibly the best performance as well. Yeah, a, 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 a good performance. I think the key, a lot of key things coming out. Good defensively, solid defensively when it had to be. You know, a, a goal after, I think it was at 57 seconds, a goal in the first minute. You know, a nice move, good ball, and Sporrell makes their own attacks, it bangs it in the net from high on. But I think the key thing is that they defended well, but more importantly, they got the ball into the danger areas for Shankland. They, they dispensed with the, trying to, you know, uh, fit in three strikers, exactly. which, which just wasn't working. It's, it's not know? often we get to claim to be prophetic. Jim, is it no, not? So I think we better we better flag that up. Go and listen to last week's podcast, folks. Yeah, well, <laughs> carry on. I, I mean, I lo- Eric, I love the idea. You know, I love the idea of three strikers. I'd, I'd love a four-three-three. If you had Messi and company playing up front, but you know, the, just, it just wasn't working teams. for United, was no, it? It, wasn't it just working. wasn't working. You know, it needs it needs a it needs top top level talent to you know even even teams in the Bundesliga and 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 you know La Liga don't always do. Only the top sides can can afford the kind of talent they can do that. So. You know, re- reverting to um, you know the, the 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 system they had, where it was, it was really a kind of four two three one, you know, which could kind of merge into a four five one if they want. So a combination of things. You've got Fuchs and Butcher, I think, in the midfield who are mm, really nice solid. A uh, good combination, Butcher. Butcher saw. No, a lot of people don't like him, but he's a, he's a ball winner and all the rest of it. Um, Fuchs um, it looks like you know he is a, a ball winner, but he also can distribute well. And the key thing is, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the you know the patterns of play, so much more ball into the box for Shanklin, where he does his dirty work. That's where that's what he's about. Shanklin is a is a penalty area striker, uh, and you saw that quite clearly with the two goals. There were things of beauty. So you know a. a, a Huge result for United all round and a, a much, much improved uh, performance. We're moving just to the one striker. Here we are, Sean. Shock horror. We're into February, well into February, and United are at a point where, oh, they're, they're basically funneling their play around, around, around Lawrence Shankland. You know, it, it's probably, it's taken too long to get to this point, hasn't it? But it, it, does, it does seem like the most basic of... Uh, Football formulas. He's your main man. Getting the ball, you win games. Yeah, for, I mean, it's certainly on the weekend's evidence that, that that's the case. I mean, if you, you look at this, is believe it or not, it's quite easy enough to believe, I suppose, if you if you pay attention to the way people have been speaking. Uh, this is the first time this season where they've won back to back games, um, and and coming off the back of the run they had been on, that's that's really big, and. What a difference it's made in, in how United are being perceived at the moment. And that, isn't that incredible? Because it was only a fortnight ago that we're talking about United being 
in a, a relegation battle. Well, they were and rubbish the time, there at that point, you know. Let's... Absolutely, but at, at the time, <laughs> I, th- I believe we made the point of saying you know, St. Johnson, who were behind them in the league at the time, and indeed still are, we weren't talking about them like that. It was, it's, it's all about momentum, and those two wins that they've just picked up back-to-back for the first time this season has completely changed the perception of how things are, are, are going for them. And, it, yeah, I mean, Shankland up top, make him the focal point, make sure he's getting service, and there you go. You've got a 3-0 home win against Livingston, who were a team who were in pretty good form themselves yeah, until recently. Yeah, I, I, I think as well, Sean, I mean, we... I'd never. It's one thing with Shankland that I probably didn't pick up on when he was at Air or in his first season with United, and it was probably because he had a smile on his face all the time because he was banging in goals. But I, d- I didn't quite appreciate how much he would be sort of, uh, you know, his his body language would betray him, shall we say? And it did in those first in the early months of the season. You could tell this was a this was a guy. He 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 wouldn't make a very good poker player. He wasn't. He wasn't hiding the fact that he just wasn't happy with the way things were going. You could, you just, you could. It was written all over his, written all over his face, his shoulders. You know, just the, just the, the manner of him. And now, he was like, he was like, you know, he was grinning here from. He just looked like a, a boy that was loving football again on on Saturday. I don't know he's he scored a couple of goals, but it, 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 it's night and day, isn't it? I saw it with my own eyes, Eric, at McDermott Park earlier in the season. It was the. I, I think there's been a couple of nil nils at McDermott between United and St Johnston this season, but it was the first one, the league one. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and th- there was a, a one specific occasion during that game in the second half where he'd kind of been asked to. He was dropping deep to pick the ball up because he wasn't getting it, but then having done that, he was being asked to sort of chase balls over the top from a deeper position, and it, it just it, it wasn't working quite clearly. And there was an incident where another ball came over into the, one of the channels and he's chased it and uh, it's gone out of play for a throw-in right in front of the main stand where the, where the media are sat. And he did something I'd never seen him do before in any game, which was he basically like shouted uh, as he was running over the touchline in frustration. Um, I can't, I can't repeat what he said, unfortunately, because oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, <laughs> it's not suitable for for um, family uh, broadcast. But he was very, very frustrated, and I, I'd never seen that from him before. As you say, you, you're used to seeing him as as a guy who's really loving football, and he looked incredibly frustrated. And, and that that, but fair play to him when he was when he was asked about it. He always said, "No, no, you know, I'm 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 quite happy just to keep working and such like that." So he spoke well on it, and he never he never he never fully betrayed it publicly. But there were telltale tell signs that he was, close, that he was this, this closed doors football is where we pick it up, isn't it? You picked it's one of the things we've really been able to glean, isn't it? At games, you, there's no hiding the emotions of managers, players, all the directors in some cases. You know, there you go. I mean, by the way, what a ball it was from Ian Harks. Well, absolutely <laughs> for, for that goal. Yeah. What a what a ball that was! That was fantastic. Sean, that, 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 that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, great ball. And uh, he's he's in the right place. That instinct. I mean, we've we've seen it on the on the few occasions that he, that he has scored this season. That instinct hasn't deserted him. Because hmm. we saw it against St Mirren earlier in the season. The St Johnson one was a bit of an anomaly, um, obviously, but but it's certainly the St Mirren one, and then. Uh, the two against Livingston there. I mean, that's just it's just great striking play, and then he can, you can finish when he gets in that position, and that's that's never deserted him. So that was never the issue. The issue was getting the ball to him in the right places. United weren't doing that. They seemed to have 
altered how they're playing and they're starting to do that now. And hey, they've got rewards for it at the weekend there. Yeah. So, I mean, you persist with it, don't you? I love to see the goals I, I like to see from Lauren Shankland are, are like the second one, Jim. When he, 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 you just, when he gets the ball at his feet like that and there's one defender to stand up, you just know he's an absolute master of what happens next, isn't he? He's just, yeah. he's the one who's, he's the one in complete control. And, you know, there would have never been, any, there was no doubt. I mean, I wasn't at the game, but I would have had no doubt that he was going to finish that that off. I mean, the, the, the defender makes a mess of it by showing him inside, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, there's a bit of the sort of, you know, that comes down to Shanklin as well. You know, so, although you know what he wants to do, if he's giving you a wee feint and all the rest of it, he he he's the he's the puppeteer in those such in those situations, isn't he, Jim? Well, he, he creates he creates the, the the second goal particularly for himself, um, Eric. Although the first one, I mean, I, I'm at one with Sean. I, mean, I thought the the first goal was also a thing of beauty because if you watch, Harks has got the ball. I like Harks. Harks has got the ball on the left hand side, and Shanklin starts to make the run. He's pointing. He's telling him where he wants it, and he wants it between the two central defenders. Now you can argue the two central defenders gave him far too much room, weren't tight enough on him, didn't see him coming, but. He slides into the bo- he slides into the box and he slips it beautifully past the keeper. But the second one, where he actually has to win the header on the edge of the box, can it then go to the left of the box? And 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 yes, the defender probably should have shown him outside. But it's a neat wee turn. It's just a drop of the shoulder, brings the ball inside. Once he's brought that ball inside and under control, there's only one place it's going because he's deadly from there in the box. And you know he curls it away beautifully from what give or take fourteen yards uh, past the keeper. So two different types of goals. One, he's demanding the ball. And the box. He's made the run. He knows where he wants it. Hark supplies a beautiful inch-perfect pass. Uh, the second one, he's got to work a wee bit harder for it because he's got to win the header for one thing, knock it on, chase the ball, and then execute the neat wee turn and uh, uh, you know, uh, and send it, curl it past the keeper from from distance, or 14, 15 yards, whatever, um, which w- was really neat. But I think the key thing is that he is now starting to get plenty of possession in the areas where he can do the danger and there is a joy about his face again which you can quite clearly see because goal, court, goal scorers exist to score goals that's what makes them happy you know and, and, and it's coming at a really important time for him for his Scotland prospects and all the rest of it you oh know I was mean? just thinking that Jim I mean I was yeah. I was fearing the worst I must admit I, I didn't see him getting in the Scotland score factor in fact, I, th- I think I wrote a piece naming my my squad mm-hmm. not long after the, the playoffs and, and Shanklin wasn't in it but now, I mean, if you're, I still do think it, it, it'll probably boil down to an either or for with him and and Griffiths. But he's at the moment. I've just, you know, Griffiths is just getting wee bits here and there, and he's. It's hard to see him getting a, mm-hmm. a run of football between now and the end of the season. Shanklin gets himself up to double figures. He's going to be a hard man not to. There's not many Scotland strikers in form just now. No, and, and you know, as long as he's getting uh, possession and supply, Eric, he can hopefully, um, well, you'd like to think he can do uh, some damage. I think the problem for United now that we're heading towards the, uh, um, the we're only, what is it, four games away, I think, now from the, the split. Um, it's Rangers, Kelly. Celtic and Aberdeen, it's difficult to see a great haul from the next four games. 
you know, maybe against Kilmarnock the way they are, but I mean, it's, it's, it's Aberdeen difficult. as well, Jim. Uh, uh, well, you're yeah. remembering an Aberdeen that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you that's know, true. a team that, on the that, slide. That's true. They've been on the slide, and, and you know, Derek McInnes under fan pressure, and did even the chairman up there, the new chairman under pressure as well. But uh, you, you, somehow or other, you don't see three, four, five goals from those those next four games. Yeah, I get uh, your point. Yeah, yeah. Once you're in, once you're then into um, the split, now of course that depends whether or not United can make top six. I have to say. You know, I was heartened the other day, but I, I still think it's probably looking now less likely that, than than it, than it was, you know, the, the many many weeks ago. Um, but the key thing is Shankland. If he's getting possession, if if they're playing with that system, they're dropping off this idea of playing three strikers and maybe get away with two. They can maybe get away with McNulty in a kind of wider behind them position or a, a Nicky Clark. I feel for Nicky Clark actually, kind of having to drop out. Um, but. It looks like Mickey Mellon's looked and went, you know what, this doesn't work. Uh, let, let's reassess. He's the, he's our top, uh, he's not our top striker. You know what I mean? He, he, on the, on the, yeah, the face yeah. of it, he's our top striker. He's not in terms of goals, although lots of Clarks come from, uh, you know, penalties. Uh, uh, penalties. Um, so, you know, if you get the ball to the, into the box, into the danger area, Shank will score and he'll be desperate to score because he will want to play for Scotland. He will want to play. And, and I'm pretty sure at the back of his mind, he also wants the big move that would that would secure his future. Uh, and that would have to be south of the border or to Celtic and Rangers. And I don't see either of those two buying him. So he's got to be playing for a move. Sean, I mean, I, I think for me, that was the result that has basically wiped away any any idea that Dundee United will, will go down or, or be in the playoff position. You the same? 11-point 11, 11 gap, I think, now. I think Between the two at the bottom, I think they're safe. Can we officially say that? Uh, yeah, but I mean, barring, barring, barring a dramatic collapse and not winning a game between now and the end of the season sort of thing, and, and perhaps a, a, kind of a Hamilton turning things around, Ross County turning things around. Yeah. I think yeah. they're all right now, don't you? They're, yeah. They're, they should be. Um, which, again, that's all it took was two results. And and now we're saying, ah, no, they'll be fine. It's it's uh, it's mad how quickly these things turn. And there's there's probably there's probably a bit of Mickey Mellon that's that's reading any coverage and the tone of it and how it's changed. And there's it, probably a bit of cynicism in him. He's like, ah, I told you so, about? type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what was exactly. the worry about? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, the way the, the the players have talked. I mean, we've heard from from Mark Reynolds, uh, and there's there, there will be. But in tomorrow's paper, from Ryan Edwards, um, talking about these these two wins basically, and uh, there there does seem to have been. I mean, Mark Reynolds said that they they they'd had a chat basically about making sure that they're not that team that goes into yeah, freefall, yeah, falls like a stone, and, yeah, yeah. And and Edwards is, is sort of echoing some of that as well. So there does seem to have been a bit of a discussion. Oh, listen, Sean, they can't. You know, no, I think. Mickey Mellon would have a he would have a cheek trying to rewrite history. You know they were they were on a miserable run of they were on. I mean I know managers do it. You know and they mm. they always want to sort of uh, you know portray that it's it's all under control. And what was like you say what was what was the panic? You know it was always going to end up like this. No, they were in, they were playing they weren't playing well. And you know the the Motherwell performance in particular. So but yes, absolutely credit for turning it around. But it, it was. It's something. It's a ship that's been turned round, not a ship that was sa- calmly sailing through, uh, you know, through yeah, well, serenely the, the, to the to to port. No, well, the, the the fact that that I mean, a guy like Mark Reynolds is experienced enough, a professional, and, and a good enough talker in the media to to know the significance of what he says. So, the, the very fact that he's acknowledging that there's been a discussion 
is indicative of the fact that people at United were aware that there was an issue. Um, so fair play to them for turning that round. But I, I, I wish I'd been in on that discussion. It would have been fascinating, eh? Fly on the wall. How does it change now for them, Jim? Now that they're playing, it's not pressure-free football, but it's nothing like the the pressure that was on them before they went up to Dingwall. How does that change things for United moving forward? Well, um, I I think there's a couple of things. You know, uh, kind of before I address that, I mean, I I think Mickey Mellon deserves credit. I mean, I I know in a couple of courier comms I did recently, I'd I'd, I'd said it wasn't a case of giving him support; it was just a case of saying he he deserves a wee bit of backing as opposed to some of the critique and criticism that he's getting. He was getting some real criticism. I mean, United have just come up from from the Championship, and I don't care what people say. There's a difference. There is a difference between a qualitative difference in terms of mental fitness, physical fitness in the Championship and the Premiership. It's not huge, but it's enough. And, and and if you can't find your feet consistently, then it can come back to 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 bite you, you know. And I think that's what happened. Decent start and all the rest that fell away, come back uh, on this poor run. And now they've they've come up with um, you know two good back to backs on on the bounce, five goals scored, none conceded uh, uh, up at Dingwall and, and against Livingston, who have been flying. So you know th- th- those are those are big results. Those were important results, and I think Mellon. Will be learning as well. You know, he, he initially he went with defence, and people said United are terrible to watch. You know, um, Shanklin was out of sorts, wasn't getting enough of the ball. Now he shifted it. He's looked and he's went, okay, this is not working too well. But the key thing is, Eric, this is a league that you know outside the Celtic and Rangers, even including Hibs and Aberdeen, every team in this league can beat each other if they get you know they get it right on the day. Um, so. I think looking at United, who are, I'm pretty sure now are safe from from certainly automatic relegation. I'm pretty sure they're, they're also safe from, uh, you know, from going down and being involved in the playoffs. I mean, I think you have to say it's a good season. We're not talking about quality of football. We're not talking about whether the football's good to watch or bad to watch. I've said many times that's a wholly subjective definition. The bottom line is, at the end of the day. What counts? Well, what counts is, is quite simple at, at Premiership le- level. <clears throat> Are they going to stay in the league? And I think undoubtedly they're going to stay in the league. It's not not beyond the realm as a possibility they'll, they'll they'll stay in the top six. I don't think they will. I think that that's those are stacked against them now. But they're sitting on thirty four points. You know that's eleven ahead of Ross County, who albeit have got a game in hand. Um, they're also well ahead of Hamilton, who've got two games in hand, certainly. So they can't afford complacency, uh, and they'll be in that league scrambling and biting against, you know, scrambling against the, the St. Martins, the St. Johnsons, and, and all the rest of it. But I think, you know, on balance, this will have been not a bad season. There, there are worries, the worries about the state of the finances of the club and all the rest of it. But on the park, I think they've rallied pretty well, and I think the players deserve credit. They've taken some stick. Um, that's the nature of the game, you know that. But they've rallied. They've had that, obviously, that serious chin wag in the dressing room, which people, you know, people do that. They're five aside uh, teams, um, so they, they've rallied well, and, and they're pretty secure now. So I think this will have proven to have been a decent, a decent return. Um, this season coming up from the Championship and solidifying themselves in the Premiership. Sean, I, I'm giving them a decent chance at, at the weekend. Are you? Uh, I'm not sure here's, I'd go that far. Here's the here's the case. Here's the case <laughs> for okay. okay I, d- I don't person. I don't see it. Rangers going through the season in, in invincible. I think Rangers have had an absolute. They've had a, and it's to their credit that they've had so many one goal wins recently. And there was the draw against Hamilton when they were they were really really poor. It kind of brings to me. I think I think somebody's I think somebody's going to beat them soon. I th- 
it kind of it, it's kind of got a bit of a feel. Of, but do you remember last season? Obviously, I'm a big Liverpool fan, and do you remember when uh, Liverpool went to Watford and it just and mm. it kind of it kind of been <clears> building. <throat> The, the you know the, the sort of the way they've been sweeping teams aside early in the season was 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 uh, had gone and results were becoming you know they were digging them out one after one after one but there was a game when they couldn't do that and United United are one of those pressure free teams now that can you know and they've got Shanklin that's that's gonna they're gonna cause a threat. I, I give them a chance. I'm not saying they're gonna do it, but I, I give them a decent chance here. Sean's not sounding convinced here. He's not. Uh, not well, I, t- I suppose <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll throw another potential reason why they might have a chance in. And I mean, Rangers are uh, are they back in Europa League action? Yeah, they're coming off the back of the Antwerp right. game over there. So exactly. So there's there's another thing, and I mean, part of I believe part of what can contributed to that uh, performance at Hamilton that you mentioned that, that wasn't good was there were a few changes made in, in an attempt to kind of give people a bit of a rest and such like. So they are preparing to go back into battle on two fronts, if you like. Um and I mean having drawn Antwerp, they they will they will think, right, we've got a chance to get through here. So that they'll be taking that very seriously. So there, there's every chance that, that the Rangers side that United face on Sunday um will have a slightly different look. Uh that said I still think the Rangers should have enough quality in that squad to win their home games. And and it's not to do Dundee United down to say that. I, I would say that about pretty much everybody. Um so I, I do I do I, I do tend to err towards well, Rangers will win this one. Well you have to because I mean they've not lost this season, so in the league, yeah. so you, you know, you're always going to do that. But I just think I think somebody's gonna beat them, Jim. Do you? I don't think it'll be United, um, I have to say, <clears throat> Eric. I mean, you know, much, much as I'd love to see it, I just don't see it. I mean, it did very well, very well against them um, uh, at Tannadice, and it was, it, it was 2-1. But Rangers just have, they just get so much quality. And I know they've, you know, the, the last few games, they look as though they've, if not struggled, they're only kind of knocking the results out and no more. But they've got a very, very strong squad of players. They've got a kind of pace about them uh, and, and generally, uh, you know, a, a, a fluency, which has, which which United will really struggle to match, I think, down at Ibrox. I mean, they've, you know, they've, they've scored 69 times, they've only conceded eight goals. I mean, if you think, if you look at their nearest rivals, Celtic, they've conceded 22, almost three times as many, and haven't scored as many. So, you know, to, they've drawn four games, they've won 25, they're unbeaten. Um, they might well <clears throat> not go the season unbeaten. It's a very, very difficult thing to do at any level of football, but my suspicion is that it won't be United that'll, that'll inflict the first defeat against them at Ibrox. I mean, I know that Shanklin hopefully is back in form, um, but he's got to get sufficient possession, you know, and that'll, that, that will undoubtedly come through the midfield. Now, frankly, that, that, that Rangers midfield is better than United's midfield. It's as simple as that. There's more quality, there's more pace, there's more fluency, there's more probably more aggression. Um, I, I, I just, you know, much as I would love to see it, I just don't see United inflicting a defeat on them at Ibrox. What you, what you said about the, the grinding results out, Jim, as well, I mean, that, that for, for, for all that Rangers haven't perhaps been as fluent as they have at their best uh, this season in recent weeks, that the fact that they are still grinding those wins out, the one nils. I mean, it, it sounds like a cliche, but I mean mm. that's that's the mark of a side who who who's going to win a title. 
isn't it? They're not, they're not playing well, but they're still winning. Oh, of course they're it still is. Find, course they're it still is. finding a way. Oh, they've improved. Their, I think they've improved two two ways. Physically, they're, physically they look stronger to me, but mentally, I think this season, you can talk all you like. And I was one who tipped Celtic to to win this league again. They sh- and they should have won the league with the players they had and the, the, the you know the, the the financial financial gap and all the rest of it. Almost twice the income that Rangers had. They should have won it. But Rangers have improved dramatically. I think Gerard has proved what a very fine manager he he is. And um, as you say, you know, grinding them out or not, they're still winning, still winning the games. And they're the best team in Scotland, um, as the league table proves. Yeah, Oaks and Johnson, they they played the other half of the old farm. In fact, they've only the only two two games they've lost in the in the calendar year is to Rangers and Celtic. It was uh, maybe on reflection, I'd, I did the game. I was maybe slightly harsh on uh, on the defending for the two goals. And I think possibly Callum Davison was as well. He was, you know, we both kind of took similar views that these were these were goals. Certainly, the second one that you know had a bit, had a fair bit of uh, St. Johnston defensive issues in it, as, mm. a, as opposed to Celtic cutting them open. But then, when I watched them back on the TV, I thought mm, maybe actually the first the first one in particular was a was a was a very very good goal, and the second one. Edward again. I mean, it didn't look like a good first touch when I was in the ground, but still, he's he's the one who's who's favourite to get to it next, and he and he and he, he finishes it superbly again. I mean, it's a a big issue that I, if if I was a, a Celtic supporter watching that, it would be infuriating more than it'd be cheering me up to see Edward scoring two goals like this because I'd be absolutely raging about the player that they had in the first few months of the season when they really need needed him. But this isn't a Celtic podcast, so yeah, for for. St. Johnson's point of view, Sean, maybe it was just two very good goals, was it? Or 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 do you do you feel different? I I, I felt deeply frustrated after it. Um, I have to say because they did have they, them in a place where you'd think, right, this you know one 0 up, a team that's a bit flaky this season. You know, this is a time when you you can put them away. But exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly that. And 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 coming after the the. Kind of the way games against Celtic have gone in oh, yeah, historic years, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it was a it was a great position to be in. Um, and again, Rooney pops up with a header, uh, terrific, absolutely brilliant. And you're thinking if we can just just a wee bit of that steel of the well, I say of old, not against Celtic of old, but that we that we'd had in previous years, just to see that out against the Celtic side who who have been a bit flaky, as you say. But flaky as they are, there is quality there, isn't there? Yeah, um, we haven't and, done and that, that very often, though. That it was no Celtic esque when they just took a took a game away from two and two minutes, yeah, exactly, in two and two minutes. But yeah, yes. So I mean, I they they they, they do have that quality. And, and as you say, if, if it were a Celtic podcast, we could go on about Edward and what on earth's happened there. And uh, <laughs> the fact that he's waking up now is, is, as you say, probably more frustrating than heartening. Um, but he, he did the he did the damage uh, against St Johnston. Um, I, I, I would I would like to have seen Saints be a bit bit tougher at the back and a bit more switched on, but but. <laughs> Edward is a quality player when he fancies it, and and I think he demonstrated that. That's probably, probably the most part of what's happened there, rather than St Johnston being absolutely dreadful at the back or anything like that. Which they've had their moments, but recently they've kind of been okay. 
So uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I think I think you're probably right. It's 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 a wee bit of Celtic just having that wee bit extra quality that, that won them the game. Unfortunately for Saints. Yeah, every every goal is preventable, I suppose, Jim. If you if you you know analyze it and manage, which is what managers do. What end was that at the end? What end of the scale were were the two Celtic goals for you? Well, I I thought they were kind of well. Look, first things first. I mean, you know, when you score against Celtic, when you take the lead against Celtic or, or Rangers for that matter, because they've they've got better players out. That's it. That's a simple. You know, guys at St John's are sitting picking up a grand a week. You know, guys at Celtic, are, you've got guys on 25, 30, 35 grand a week. They're on a different scale, so they have. They have a quality, and I'll come to that in a minute, that, that, that's very difficult to deal with. I mean, you score with 40 minutes to go, it's always going to be hard to kind of manage the game, as, as managers like to talk about. You know, with 40 minutes left against a, a side uh, like Celtic, it's going to be really hard. I mean, Rooney took his goal brilliantly. He, just peel, he actually peels off, almost like a good striker, you know. Peels off, he's got two pretty small players in front of him right you know but Aye, you know, dive yeah. he, kind of just, he just peels back half a yard he kind of knows that he's going to use his elevation his extra height to score so he scores a fine goal um, but to, to lose the two to Edward within you know the two minute spell on the hour and then the two w- w- was galling and from Celtic's perspective they're good goals from Saints perspective they're poor goals to lose but I think the problem is this that in talking about that quality I mean if you watch the, the period into the second half, first game, first half you can forget about. The, the second half, Celtic have got a fluency and, and, and a movement and a touch, and there's guys giving and going, and they're moving off and they're running and they're spinning and they're playing off people's shoulders. It's really, really hard once you're getting to the 60th minute. You know the level of concentration that you, you've managed to muster so far against players who are better than you. That's the key. Players who are just that, who are sharper, are fractionally quicker, mentally quicker, and this is no, you know, you're not having a go at Saints for this. That's a fact of life. You know, Celtic and Rangers historically have been the two best sides because they're the richest sides in Scotland. So they, they, they sign players like Edward who have got, you know, fractionally quicker touch, better touch, better vision. Now, the first goal, it's a good low cross in. He, he, he nips really neatly across uh, his marker. Was it, was it Kerr that was his marker? Was it for, for that one? Nips neatly across his marker and he stabs it away. The, for the first goal, it was McCart. The, the cross came, he, he beats Kerr, and then McCart was at the, at near, the near post. post. Yeah. That's right. So he gets across and he gets a. T- I'm not even sure if he got it's the sole of the boot he gets or just a flick with the outside. Ah, it was. It was like he studs, of, wasn't of, it? Of the right boot. Yeah, that, that was hard to tell. But the key thing is he gets across, he gets a touch. Now, theoretically, the goalkeeper, the, 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 you know, the defender. Sh- his goal side, I mean, should should get enough if he's smart enough to, to block that. But it, it's about that on that hour mark. You've been getting pulled here, pulled there, pulled there. You know the the legs are going, the mind's tiring a wee bit. Edward's just a fraction quicker. He's in there, boom, and he's put it away. And it's the same. I've, I've, I've rewatched the second goal about eight times today. And and the first few times I looked, I thought there's three men round about him when he gets that ball. He does he does the wee kind of you know the, the yeah. wee, it wasn't even a dummy. It was a kind of was it a drag back and and finds it in the space. Actually, I had visions of him actually shooting shooting past the post at one stage, but he didn't. But actually, when you look at it in in real time. The ball comes to him. Um, three players are running about him, but they're actually all about a yard, yard and a half off him. And it's easy to say they should have shot him down, they should have closed them down. These things happen in football. You know, it's, it's, it's a physical sport. I mean, you can't always be in absolutely the right place at the right time. And he takes his goal well. So, you know, strictly speaking, should Saints have shot him down quicker? Well, well, you know, defenders maybe at top level in the Premiership but in, in the Premier League in England might have done that because they're better players. You know, um, but you know, it has been, been a, it has been a bit of a. I mean, it's not in recent weeks, but you know, there has been a recurring theme, and when defending their box, for me, 
they've been guilty of not being tight, of not judging when to be tight and when not to be tight. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, there there is a bit of that. And my my gut instinct, I mean, I was I was down that sort of end of the the press box. You sort of you know the, the the seats outside the press box. You you know exactly where you can picture exactly where I was watching it. And yeah, I was like you, Jim. I just it did feel as if there's there's enough bodies in there. Somebody somebody should be shut tight to him and and somebody should be, yeah. be sort of I, getting in I, I, and doing something about that because it didn't it didn't look to me as if he was a deliberately that first touch didn't seem to me it wasn't a Dennis Bergkamp first touch you know in the no, box you right. think oh he's or even even Shankland where he's got that ball totally under his control it it, it just felt as if yeah that could have, that could have been prevented but there we go we're moving on and it's it's mother it's an intriguing one this one for me Sean I don't know I mean, I wouldn't. I, I can't guess a Callum Davison team selection at the best of times, but even even less so going into this one, I'd like them to have. Say, if they had th- even three more points, I would say you could you could almost think right. I'm fully I'm fully thinking about the cup final with my team selection here. They're not quite at that point, St Johnston. You know, there's you know they're not they're, they're not safe. They're, yeah, I would think they're probably only a couple of results away from being safe. And Motherwell is one of those games that you would target as to, you know, we think we can we can get the result that gets us safe. And you want to keep the momentum going in the cup final. You can see what's happening with Livingston with a couple of bad results. They got another one. They're not going to be feeling good about themselves. But he has to, or I say he has to, doesn't he? Does he have to think about the cup final with a couple of wee selections? Uh, what I was saying about Rangers before, in terms of them being prepared, preparing to fight on two fronts in Europe and changing the team. St. Johnson, for obvious reasons, don't have don't have the luxury of being able to to make as many changes uh, without some sort of impact on them. Um, however, that said. As you kind of acknowledge, there, Callum Davidson has has made changes this season on a pretty. Oh, he's done routinely, basis. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he he obviously has a core group of players that he feels very comfortable uh, dropping in and out of the team as he sees fit, depending on on whatever he's attempting to do on any given day. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, will he make a few changes for this? I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but he, I think he could. I think he could, and I think he'll he'll be aware that he can. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he can completely, and I don't think he would completely say, right. Let's just. I, I'm not I'm not thinking seriously about this Motherwell game. It's all about the cup final, so we're going to conserve and do this and that. I don't think he will be doing that. Um, he he'll be looking to go there and 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 get a point or three, certainly. Um, I think he'll. I think he'll make changes up front. I think that's where I would be. I would be. I'd be taking David Wotherspoon out because he's so crucial. Yeah, he and is. Yeah. I would take him out, and I would be. I'd give my first start to to Glenn Middleton. I thought he looked. We'll speak about that in a minute. Yeah, Jim. I thought he looked very lightly when he came on direct. You know, committed defenders, kind of everything that you kind of hope that Michael Hallam would be doing. He 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 did what. He what about really, Chris Kane? I'd be taking Chris Kane out as well. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd and Conway. I've I've got a feeling you'll see something like Melamed, Mel, even maybe even Melamed, Kane, and Middleton. I would it, just, it wouldn't shock me if he if he if he does something like that because you know Melamed's been playing well and he's he's you know the last away game. He at Kilmarnock. He's 
he scored and he played well. So yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. And I think Middleton's due his chance. And I think Chris Kane has got a lot of games in his legs just now. So yeah, I, there you go. I'd change all three. What about you, Jim? Oh, I, I, you know, I don't think there's a danger that's happened, but I wondered, I, I, you know, I, I like the thought of him maybe just tinkering with the defence and going to James Brown and saying, how do you feel? And him saying, I feel good. You know, oh, <laughs> I could do your place today. You know, no, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the old ones are the old ones are the best there, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, you know. I, I mean, this is this is there's there's two things here. One, Saints, I I think are solid. They're solid in they're not going to make top six, but they're solid in in, in staying in in, the, in the, the the top division. I think that's a key thing. I'm pretty sure they are. Um, but the chance that you know the chance to to win the league cup is just it's just such a good chance, you know. You and it's that kind of it's that danger time. You don't want players getting injured. You want, don't want players being knackered. Whole combination of things. You look at the bet. You look at who didn't you didn't start. At the weekend, and you've got Haller, and you've got May, you've got Middleton. They, they all came on, but Melamed, Craig didn't didn't come on. You know, so you've got yeah, you've got depth yeah. there. Um, I, I think the, the, the Stevie May one really interests me, Eric. He's been kind of you know he, he's not been flavour of the month in recent times. I kind of wonder for a few months. If, 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 <laughs> yeah, I've had a good few months. So I kind of I wonder, and he's got a contract at the end of the season, isn't he? If, if I'm not mistaken, yes. at Saints, I think that's I'm done. I kind of wonder if Stevie, uh, you know, might be moving on to pass. Pastures new. Um, you just kind of sense that there's a bit of the pizzazz, a bit of the zip gone. I don't think he looks as as sharp as he did, you know. Um, so you know, do, do you do you start with him knowing full well that you know he'll give you he'll give you something, but he's not necessarily in your plans for the League Cup final. Uh, which is the more important? Well, you can only the, the problem is you can only take each game uh, as it comes, and both games are important because you, the last thing you want to do is go into free fall. Um, I don't think Saints will do that, but. Uh, I, I, my, my suspicion is that, that he will, you know, he will. Well, he's, he, I mean, he, he's he's very much his own man, Carl, isn't he? I mean, I like Conway. Conway uh, is in and out quite often, used as a, a, a you know as a sub. Uh, started at the week uh, at the weekend, you know. Um, will he drop back out with the possibility to come on? Spoonie, well, you know, Wotherspoon uh, would never be at my team, but there, there, there are various reasons that you that you might not want to risk him in something like this with the final coming up. And the final, you know, can't underestimate the importance of winning. I think a final, a major final, a league cup final, you know. Um, so it's, it's a it's a difficult one for him. But at the end of the day, he's got to pick. He's also got to pick players whose attitude uh, is spot on through through kind of training all week, you know. So um, my suspicion is he'll make a couple. I, I think Conway will probably drop out, and it might well be that that, that Wotherspoon drops out. But guys want to play. That's the problem, you know. You know, you go to most players and you say, "I'm going to drop you because I think you know you're you're looking a bit tired," or, or I don't know how much sports science Saints Saints uh, Saints use, but very often, you know, the, the you know the various elements of sports science will point to players being kind of under par or whatever. I don't know how much of that he uses. You know, managers tend to make their own minds up on that. But it's hard to go to players and say, I'm dropping you for this, that, the next reason. You know, guys are fired up. They want to play. So I suspect that, you know, going by what's happened all season, he will make a couple of changes, maybe three uh, for the Motherwell game and then, and then rejig for, for the final. Yeah, and just as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, Ali McCann, you know, he's he's so pivotal to the team, isn't he, Sean? You know, is, is, is he another one you think? You know, especially with Murray Davison being touching good, he... He started to think, oh, need, need to, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it needs no explaining. It's a, it's a combative part of the pitch, you know. It's, do you even think about taking him out and playing Liam Craig and 
you know, Bryson, uh, and the, there's decisions every. I mean, that's why he gets the big money, isn't it, Callum? You know, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I would be, yeah, I would love it if Saints had three more points so you could, you could really just, you could make five changes and, be completely comfortable with it, and but I would still probably err towards that side of it because I, I don't think I'm like Jim. I don't see Saints as a team that will go into free fall, and I just think, I mean, gosh, it's their fourth cup final in their history, you know, and it's and they're playing Livingston. They've never won the League Cup. It's yeah, it's in the it's in the in the the balance of things. I just would be. I would. I would be prioritizing the following yeah. Sunday. I must well, I, I think another reason. Another reason to do that, perhaps, then is that is that you've got guys who, like Stevie May, for instance, who, who maybe aren't getting as much game time as they'd like at the moment. And with the cup final coming up, you would like to think as a manager that if you give these players a chance this week, that they're going to be hungry because they they want to shine and have a part to play in that cup final. So that might be another. Part of Callum Davidson's thinking, so like, oh, maybe maybe I can pull a few a few guys who I generally rely on out here, and give chances to these guys. And on Middleton, the Middleton, Sean, did you like the look of him? I mean, I've said it on this podcast a few times. I just that if had Michael Halloran been on form or been the player we know he is, he would have taken this. St Johnson would be a top six team because he would he would transform that team because he he would he would stretch the game and he would make that system of Callum's work so much more effectively. You know, that's not that's not to, to certainly not to decry David Wallerspoon or what you know likes a Conway can bring as well. But no, he just he's, weapons, he's just direct. You know, yeah, rapid. Middle, and Middleton could be could could now be that player. You know, just from what we've seen and what we've been told about him, and this one just shrieks. It just shouts to me as the chance to play him. You know, he could, and then 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 you've got a potential cup final weapon as well that that Livingston will know very little about. Yeah, well, absolutely. Playing him actually works on on, on two fronts. On two fronts. It, it might it might give you the chance to give give somebody like a like a Wotherspoon a, a break. Also, would get minutes in in Middleton's legs, which which will do him the world of good as well. So that, that that's it. Seems like a good shout to me to give him a running games. But he, yeah, he, he was lively, and um, given the liveliness of him, I can see the the O'Halloran comparison. Um, I mean, his campaign has been. Far from vintage, and oh, I mean, right from the fr- from the opening day <laughs> when he had that rush of blood and uh, got himself sent off against Dundee United, it just it's 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 never quite never quite got going after that, um, which is frustrating because when you when you've seen him at his best, you oh, know Sean, what, what he's what listen, he's got. I mean, I wrote at the turn of the year, and I and I stick by it. It's not changed since the best end of and. Maybe maybe Sean Rooney of late would 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 kind of be in the mix when I'm talking about this as well. But no, I still think the best individual performance of a St. Johnson player this season that I've seen was in was at Motherwell, funnily enough, in in the Betfred Cup when he absolutely turned the game. He 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 was unplayable, you know. And it, it was from wing it was from wing back that day. But the poor the poor Motherwell left back, I think it was Ricky Lamy. It was, oh, I've yeah. never I've never seen a a fullback turned inside and out and just just totally broken like at this season you know and that that's what you can do but it's mm. you, you wouldn't you couldn't you couldn't and wouldn't hang your hat on it just now certainly not now no not at the moment um so yeah a, a frustrating one because again actually the goal that he scored at Kilmarnock earlier in the season as well when yeah. he uh when he yeah. broke and you just he just turned the afterburners on yeah 
and the, when he's when he's going at full pace like that, nobody's catching him. There, there isn't anybody, I don't think, in the league that would catch him. It, it must be enormously frustrating for for Callum Davidson oh, to hugely. find out why he can't get consistency of performance. I mean, we, we know that you know you know that kind of wide players in particular and, and wide player type strikers uh, uh, come and go. You know, but but he just doesn't turn enough um, of those performances in, and he's got the, the packages there. All the tools are there. So I, I don't know what it is with him, you know. Maybe he needs a sports psychologist or so. I, I just don't know, you know, the motivational aspect. He's got all the ability in the world. Uh, and when you're looking for him to do great things, doesn't do it. And yet he's got the ability to do it. Well, guys, I don't know what it's like in your parts, but I can I can see green grass. So oh, I'm going to be goodness. bold and, and predict that... I, that Dundee will be playing a game of football at the weekend. Is that the, is that the headline mm. grabber for this week's podcast, Sean? Well, it's happened. It's, re- it's a rare enough occurrence. Yeah, there's every chance. Yeah, looking at yeah, looking at their th- fixtures. So. Looking at their fixtures, this seems like. Uh, I, I'm, I was going to use the word opportunity, but you know, this this it's just that type of league that you you, you can't really look at three in a row. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to look at three in a row. Actually, Queen of the South. Yeah. And then Ayr, both yeah. at home, and then Morton away before they play Hearts. Like if 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 we're gonna see if we're gonna get that run of wins that you were predicting a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago, Sean, I think it has to be now, doesn't it? it certainly does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aye, yeah. Uh, it's it is a it's a good little three game spell. I mean, it's 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 hectic. It's a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, so yeah. it's uh, pretty uh, pretty brutal. Um, but I mean. They should have. They should be plenty rested enough. <laughs> you know, they've not kicked the ball. Be comatose. <laughs> I know. Goodness me. Queen of the South, I, I, were, of the South were good against Hearts, weren't they? Yeah. On the, on the, the telly, telly on, yeah. on Friday uh-huh. night. Yeah, I mean, part, I think part partly, and Hearts fans would, uh, if you spoke to them about it, they 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 might see it less about Queen of the South being good and more about Hearts being. A bit, yeah, a bit disappointing, to be honest. <laughs> um, there, there, there's definitely a tone to some of the, some of the heart supporters' um, chat on social media that's kind of seems to have a bit of a bit of an edge going yeah. against Robbie Nielsen again. Well, they'll it? be they'll flying a banner over Tynecastle shortly. I know. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, we get another plane flying over. <laughs> um, they, 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 they've set. I think. You're right. There's, and, there's and, people you, you, who know that club inside out are really yeah. unhappy with what they're seeing, and they, they've got a, well, got an enormous lead at the top. I mean, what what I think perhaps that uh, Hearts fans might have forgotten uh, in the years since Robbie Nielsen was manager there, and United fans after last season, albeit they they won the league, but they they were aware that there was there's a stuffiness to a Robbie Nielsen team, and uh, at, at Hearts in the Championship. I think they, I think they struggle to accept that. Those, those supporters, I think they want to see something a bit more, a bit more emphatic. Uh, and I think, that, I think they don't want to see the opportunity. They, they're seeing it as an opportunity. This to not win the league. I think they all take it as a given that they're going back up. But to shape a team that is going to be, you know, with the finances they've got, they they could be ready to hit the ground running next season. You know, with a two or three additions. But I think they're already thinking that. There's only, there's More only needed. Yeah. three or four of them they'd want to stay, you know. So, yeah, but again, not a hard podcast. But, yeah, so momentum, Sean, momentum. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, is it? Well, if it, if it needs to, it has to happen. 
it, it, there's no there's no escaping from that. And and I think I said last week I don't I don't I don't feel I'm putting undue pressure on James McPate by saying stuff like that. I think it just there's there's no way around it. And he'll know that himself. That that they've had a they've had a good few quiet weeks now. Other teams have played. They should be finishing second. So they need to start putting these wins together. And they did have a reasonable run of form um, just before the, the weather kind of derailed them a bit. Um, so they need to get back to that. Um, and they've got the players to do it. So, I mean, this has been my position for the last few weeks, albeit every every time I've said it, the game's subsequently been called off. But I, I still think they've, they've got it in them. They've got the personnel there to finish second and that should be their aim so they need to win these games you're right the, the three of them that are coming up Queen of the South there and Morton I mean two of them at home as well so <laughs> you're looking at if you take seven seven to nine points from them please and that that'll be that'll be that'll be very good that's what they should be aiming for because I, I think they're, they're they're good enough they've got good enough players there and they'll be spending enough money on them that's the other oh, I, th- I think well. I, th- I think seven points out of those three games is is the minimum that should be expected, Jim. I think they have to get seven. They have to win their two home games and possibly draw. More, you know, but I, th- I think I think they should be yeah targeting Sean's three right. wins. I think I think seven. I mm. think seven out of nine's par. What do you think, Jim? Seven out of nine is probably more likely given the nature given the nature of that league. But I mean, they have they certainly got the playing squad to uh, to beat Queen of the South and to beat Air. I mean, Air are a decent side, but they've certainly got the playing squad uh, to to beat both of them. You know, on the Saturday and the Tuesday. I mean, I was having a laugh with Charlie Adam yesterday on Twitter. I mean, somebody had posted saying Ryan Gold scored five goals. Uh, is it time to get him in the Scotland squad? And Charlie came in saying, "I scored five. Is it time for a return?" I said, "Well, I've been banging the drum for you, you know." But I mean, Charlie, of course, is a hugely important part of. This, um, this Dundee side, what he creates from midfield and the goals he chips in with as well, you know. So, um, looking at the looking at the squad, I think that James McPake has assembled, and they'll have been working hard and training on on on, on various things, you know, set piece routines and all the rest of it. And you know, the fact that they've not played okay a wee bit, the match sharpness goes, but by and large, you know, it, it'll not be dramatic, a dramatic deceleration. So they, they've got more than enough in them in, in that squad to beat uh, Queen of the South and there. And I think there's a bit of trouble going on at Morton as well. I think. With, with, you know what's been going on down there, so I'm not sure that's a, a, a club in the happiest of, of form. But when you look around at that, that Dundee side, you know, McMullen, Cummings is in now, so up front, McGowan's playing well, Adam in the midfield, Burn. There's more, absolutely more than enough, and, and and looking decent at the back, more than enough in there. Well, I say decent at the back, but I thought a three-one defeat, but there's more than enough in that side to go on a decent run and, and and absolutely solidify that second top spot. I'm not sure, Sean. I agreed with with James when he was. He was saying, uh, and now, listen, you, you talk your players up, don't you? It's just what, what all managers do. I'm not sure I see the same Osmond Sow. He described him as uh, looking like the Osmond Sow of Hearts, who was a, a big money player back then. I'm not sure I'm, I'm seeing that. Are you? I mean, if, if, I, if, if we're talking about a, you know, a million pound player or whatever it was he, he, he went for at one point, I'd been wanting him to attack a ball at the back post. Like I'm thinking of that one at Arbroath. A bit better, you know. He didn't. He didn't look too. Uh, nah, to I'm be, not. To be fair, to be fair to James McPake, I, th- I think he'd specifically reference in training. He looks like a million pounds. All right, okay, there we go. Then I should really read the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, uh, in training is one thing, and you're you're right enough. It's, it's a different thing to to do it in a game um, than it is to do it in training. But I mean, 
listen, if 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 so, has managed to put his injury problems behind him, and, and James McPake has found a way to kind of manage him a bit in, in, in his training schedule and make sure that he's he's not being overloaded and he's not in any danger of of falling back into that cycle of of injury and recovery and injury and recovery again. Then I would like to see that Osman. So I, I I would be really interested to see where he is actually if he had an extended period of of being fit and see what what he was like in terms of ability, but also hunger and and whether he whether he whether he is absolutely a hundred percent set on 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 doing this. If he is, what a what a fantastic weapon Dundee have got at their disposal. So I mean. And on one hand, you understand you, you understand James McPeak talking his player up for sure, but I tell you what, there's, there'll be some eyes on him now. <laughs> yeah. there'll, be, there'll be some people watching him this weekend and saying, "Right, come on then, let's let's see I what guess, you've got." I know, I know, Sean absolutely nails it there. I mean, I I I still have my. I mean, he I th- he will score goals. He'll get to double figures in this in this league, but I just there's something missing for me still with him. Jim and I, th- I think it's I think it's the hunger word that that Sean touched on. I yeah, I don't I, see him as as the, and I go back to that chat. You know the chance I'm talking about, don't mm-hmm. you? The one yeah. the one at our our broth, and I just think mm-hmm. I, I think you know, is, 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 is he somebody that really? I mean, is, he's not Lawrence Shanklin, but he he, he doesn't he doesn't live for goals the same way does he no. he's, he's, or I mean, strike he, or maybe he does but it doesn't strike me as the type that you know that really has that fire in his belly no he can be an he can be an infuriating player Eric I mean he's saying that he scored is it eight, eight goals in the last seven appearances yeah, for, for yeah. Mm-hmm. so he's certainly yeah. been so I mean I think the intriguing thing we saw now is he's 30 he's, so he's, he's you know he's not a boy anymore he's not at the end of his career although he's had a kind of torrid time with injuries I mean McPake's saying that <clears throat> his conditioning that they've got him at a level of conditioning and his fitness stats are up there among the best in the squad. So, you know, Dundee are obviously doing something um, uh, right with him. But he's got he's got a language style. He doesn't always look the most involved. And I think, you know, therefore sometimes that... I mean, I have to say, he's a player that confuses me game to game. There are times you look at me and think there's there's definitely something about which him. Is never, which isn't hearts. a good thing, is it? You no, know, let's no. Face it, that's there not are times you look at him and you think he's a waste of space. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, there are times you look you think he's a waste of a jersey, and there's other times you look and you think that that boy's got something about him, which he barely did when he was uh, at Hearts. I mean, I think he scored uh, was it eleven times for for Hearts in, in in the Premiership before he went off to play in China. You know, I mean, he's he's kind of he, there is something in there. It's just you know, it, it's almost a different type of player entirely from from O'Halloran that we were talking about with Saints earlier on but he just doesn't do it often enough although that yeah. said you know the, the goal scoring record recently has looked has looked decent so you know it's whether you can get that level of consistency and whether you can get him to get a bit more involved in the game um, <clears throat> and look more involved um, at the age of 30 I suspect you, what you've got is what you've got Yeah he's probably one of these and there'll be a few players at Dundee and there'll be a, a lot of them in the Championship I think we can really we'll really only judge them when it comes down to Who's getting in the playoffs, and then how they play in the playoffs, isn't it, Sean? You know, it's one of these. It, it almost feels like we're marking time, doesn't it? With with likes of Dundee just now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Dundee is such an odd, an odd case because it doesn't. Sorry, because it doesn't feel like the jeopardy for them getting into the playoffs that there has done potentially even even in previous seasons. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. I, I mean, really. As I've said before, it has to be second for me. I think if it, if it's if it's third or fourth, then we can chalk that up as a 
as a bit of a balls up, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think they, they they have they have to be finishing second. Um, but you're right; it, it doesn't feel like there's there's any any real danger of them not being in the playoffs at all, which is which is something. But at the same time, uh, as I was a way to say before, I mean Dundee are such a strange case in that they've they've actually spent they've spent so much time in the in the second tier in in the last gosh I don't know. How many decades? Twenty years? They spent so much time in the in the second tier that really, I mean, there's an argument that that you should look at Dundee and think, well, that's that's a championship team. That's what they are because they spent so much time there. But the other side of that is it's Dundee, and their their supporters will are entitled to think that well, there's no way we should be in this league. We, we should we should be in the Premier League, and and. I mean, I would, I would, in some senses, I would agree with that because of because of the size of the club that they are, and because of their history, and because of their fan base, and all these reasons. Um, and you could argue that the reason that they've been in the second tier for for so many years is is because successive ownerships. I'm not I'm not including the current ownership in this, but previous ones have have, have made a mess of it for various reasons. Um, so when they are in the championship, if you if you subscribe to the view that they shouldn't be because they are. A natural Premiership team. When they're in the Championship, it is sort of a. It does feel a bit like marking time because you're always thinking, right? When's the promotion going to come? Because then we can get serious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I do. It, I, do. It's an I think there's this point. feeling about it, doesn't <clears throat> it? It's an, it's no, it's an the sign of likes of Jason Cummings. You know, you can see why. I mean, that's why they feel like a Premiership team in the Championship, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But Eric, you know what I mean? You know, when I, you know, both as a kind of. Um, you know, as a staffer with the BBC over over many many years, something dawned on me towards, the, you know, just just before I left. I mean, I, I, you know, being a Dundonian and having you know, given you, you two guys a good few years, you know, I've been at Dens with thirty five thousand plus and all the rest of it for games. So I've always regarded Dundee as a big club. But it dawned on me towards the end of my time at the BBC that actually a lot of my younger colleagues regard Dundee as a a Partick Thistle. Or 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 a Dunfermline, no no harm to them, but but a small, you know, a, a medium sized Scottish club. Now, you know, potentially, you know, I would argue a good going, really good going Dundee side, a Dundee side, you know, in top six for let's say three seasons in, on the bounce, and the Premiership could be attracting seven eight thousand people. I don't know yeah, if that still exists or not. Peter Marr got a shock when. He, you know, they went in the Kinesia Road and, and the, you know, the 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 road that he did with the foreign stars and all the rest. The gates really weren't. Magnificent, you know, the days of twenty five thousand averages and that, that had all gone, but it had gone for everyone, you know. So, I, I I've got one view of the club. A lot of other people have a different view, and I think it's there's a lot of hard work ahead for Dundee to reimpose themselves in, in the Scottish psyche as being one of the top clubs in the country, which potentially they can be. Well, cheers, guys, and um, we'll look forward to dissecting Osmond South's hat trick or maybe four four goals at the weekend in next week's podcast. And maybe a Michael Hallen winner in Dundee United winning at Ibrox. There you go. Full set. Okay, cheers, guys, and thank you very much for listening. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.